0: This is the Look at Mustard off to the races, but all of a sudden loses his pants down around his ankles. He has no chance to catch Uh-oh. the crew. And a face plant. Pull up your pants, take off the prawn. be a man.
1: The Las Vegas Review Journal. I'd love to stay here. I think um, this game really shows that, you know, I, I want to be a part of this town and, and I want to be able to, to finish the rest of my career here. Um, it's such an amazing community. Um, the local fan base is, is bar none. I, I couldn't imagine anything better for the support that we've been uh, given from them. Um, and just to have that winning atmosphere that we always have. I feel like the expectations are so high here in Vegas and, and that's what you want out of a team to to chase the Stanley Cup every year and, and have a, a real feeling that you can win it. So, um, you know, I'd love to be able to finish the rest of my career here and. Uh, hopefully, I can figure out something with uh, you know our front office to to make that make that happen.
0: Just crush my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. You heard Riley Smith there, part of that montage of sound. Riley Smith, an unrestricted free agent. Free agency is official now. Let's go. Yeah. Throw some D's I on it. Read, I can read a clock. I can read a clock. It's official. 9 a.m underway we'll see if any news trickles in riley smith supposedly is at least closer as a handshake agreement verbal agreement with the golden knights to return we'll find out if that is the case and he is back see if the golden knights make any moves to clear some space make any big splashes
2: he's got to be back adam he's got to be back he's playing the in tournament? the softball game on monday you
0: know who else is i don't know if you saw this i think it's i think it's breaking news
2: marshall lynch is playing shut up yeah i did not know that yeah wow i
0: I think it just happened this morning
2: that's gonna be fun that'll be cool man can he he play softball you think who cares he's gonna talk trash like that's that's what you care about you saw did you did you ever see Marshawn lynch play soccer when he was out there in in like flip-flops and
0: it was great i mean he's he's better driving golf carts
2: yeah, yeah, he'll get them yappitas on you. Yappita, 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 you know? Just like he's hitting corners, man. Like, put the burners on him. So, yeah, I can see that. I think
0: it'll be fun. Again, Battle for Vegas, charity softball game Monday night coming up. Riley Smith, greatly involved in that. I, I saw, you know, some uh, some stuff, and I know you just uh, referenced it, too. Like, he can't leave. He's got the softball game. Well, a bunch of former players are coming back for it that are playing in the <laughs> softball game. So, just because he right. moves on doesn't means mean. Means nothing. Sure. <laughs> Uh but it you know I think he is he is very ingrained in the community. I think that will be part of the decision i I would imagine no, I don't think he's gonna take like half, but I think he would take less to stay in Vegas.
2: I could see that I could see that i mean the the money the money that that I've been seeing that's that's reported is a pretty nice little chunk of change, sure you know that he's gonna get i could I could see that,
0: and the tax benefits are there as well right uh for you to stay in Vegas and still uh still you know. Make make more money by taking less money because of the tax situation that's possible uh, to have happen in Vegas. Uh, of course, it is up on Twitter. What should the Golden Knights do in free agency? And my favorite answer that I saw was expect the unexpected. <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate.
2: Right. I mean, Nothing. it's not
0: no specifics, but I think that's where we're at right now.
2: Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You know, again, when you have a, a new coach, you know, it's like when you have a certain regime and you have a certain coach, you kind of know what their tendencies are and you know what they're looking for and you you know who fits and what fits with the team. You have a new coach you really don't know except for doing what we've been doing as far as covering the Raiders is going back and looking at New England. But then that's a, a, under a whole different kind of regime. I mean, obviously the guys come from New England, but we all know that Bill Belichick is the end-all be-all when it comes to that. So you kind of look at the new coach and say, okay, well, what does what has he done at pr- prior stops? What does is, what is the, the the players look like? What do they look like? And so that's that's really the best guess you can have at this point
0: uh more golden nights to get to but you you said something a little bit ago i think it was off the air in fact i know it was off the air uh, that i want to kind of revisit for a second because it just it just hit me that we didn't talk about this on the air yesterday on on, on the other show and i wanted to uh, you were talking about the like potential traffic situations that happen sometimes at openings of, of fast food places
2: oh yeah yeah that there there's no reason for them first of all it's the dumbest thing ever like i'm not gonna go uh, it, it was so funny when – because we, we were talking about Whataburger uh, and being in Texas. And, and when I first got to Texas, everyone's like, you're going to have the best burger ever. And they took me to Waterburger, and I was like, okay, it's okay. But when In-N-Out came to Central Texas, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, In-N-Out's coming. And literally, there was so much traffic that there was security and police officers in the parking lot. And I just drove by and laughed, and I was like, there ain't no damn burger that's worth going into that line. And, and, and having to worry about security, like if I have to go to a burger joint that's got security and police officers in the parking lot because people are mad as they're sitting in the drive-thru line, I don't need to be there. I can go somewhere else.
0: Okay, so this leads me to what I – so that is the situation essentially every day at Chick-fil-A drive throughs
2: Why? Yeah, but they're usually really good at getting people through the line really quickly, right? That's their, that's their claim to fame.
0: Sure, but here's the thing. And I, I I don't know how many people have seen this or noticed it. I just noticed it the other night, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Uh I actually it's funny. I don't know uh if you know the ongoing on-air feud between me and Arash Markazi that we've we've had uh, developing for the last couple of years. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh but we are in reality, we are actually friends. Uh I we were going to dinner the other night. He was in my car and I started freaking out. And he said, "What's wrong? I just noticed this as we were driving around uh, near the strip. They're opening a new Chick Fil A. Oh, okay. Which they're opening. You know, they're opening very rapidly. It's right. very nice that it used to not be here at all. They refused to uh, partake in our town because of our sin. But now they're are uh, they
2: open on Sundays here? No. Okay, I didn't think so.
0: And even the one, uh, the one on Sahara is usually open late, mm-hmm. and it closes at midnight on Saturday night." Okay. So that they're not open at all on Sunday. That's gotcha. also the same as the one in Hollywood, by the way. Same, uh, same premise. They're usually open after midnight, but not on Saturday. Right. Uh, so there's a, b- a bunch of new ones. And I listen, I have a longstanding love love Chick-fil-A. Don't love everything they do outside of the chicken game. But uh, I do love Chick-fil-A. They're opening a brand new one. And be ready if you haven't heard this. Paradise and Flamingo. Oh, wow. What are we doing? Wow. Who approved
2: this? Wow, yeah, that's gonna be
0: Ooh. a nightmare. Yeah,
2: avoid the area at all costs every
0: day, wow. except Sunday. I guess you can drive another <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: Sunday, Sunday.
2: Rain clear. The, and by the
0: way, it's not even a big parking lot. I don't know. Right. What I don't know how they're gonna manage this. It's the old. For those that are familiar with the air, it's the old PF Chang's. Uh, I just saw them slap the uh, the Chick fil A sign on the other day, and I, it, it it was giving me a panic attack already. Wow. I, I have to drive down that area way too often. It's right by UNLV. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of other stuff around there. It's, it's giving me panic attacks. So that's my, uh, that's my rant for today. You reminded me of it because uh, you were talking about the uh, Whataburger lines off the air. Right. This is going to be a total mess. Uh, hopefully, the Golden Knights free agency situation, not a total mess.
2: <laughs> Do we have uh, nations here? I don't think so. Oh man, that was that was my go-to right there. Nations in the Bay, man, Bay Area, <laughs> but Nations, man, that was my spot. Was that a hamburger spot? Yeah, man, that was like. Oh, was... you know what? I do. Okay, I, <laughs> I'm aware.
0: So, I often discuss my uh, my long stint living in the Bay Area, which consisted of like 180 days during the season covering the covering the Raiders in 2019. Right. Uh, I I think I I think I did find one one night when there was like nothing else open.
2: Yeah, it was Rodley. good. Downtown it was good. Broadway. It was very good. Yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. Get a bacon double cheeseburger, get a milkshake. Now, when you get that milkshake, make sure you get ready to run to the house because you know you know <laughs> it's about to go down. But I'm just saying, man, uh that, that nation's burger is A one, man. Double bacon cheeseburger. They even have pie. But uh that one on Broadway, man, it stays open really late. Uh you walk up to the window, you know, everyone's gathered around outside and I mean, you know, who what can go wrong at midnight in, in Oakland? <sighs> On Broadway, outside, while you're waiting for food. What can go wrong?
0: <laughs> Sounds like nothing. I mean, nothing can go wrong. It's going okay. to be fantastic.
2: Coming up next, Sam and Ash.
1: <laughs> No, I, I was just going to literally say, like, in certain parts of uh, Kansas City, you'd go to a Waffle House at around 3 a.m., and it would just be
0: like, oh, let me, let God, me tell you something. the it's cook n- is fighting a customer. No, no, no. Oh, it's not just Kansas City, my friend.
1: Oh, no, no. I know, uh, but it's, it's...
0: There is... Almost nothing better in this planet if you're sober than going to a Waffle House in any small town in America where there's a last call.
2: Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If it's last call at the bars and there's a Waffle House in that town. Oh mm-hmm. my God! Yeah, go there and watch the craziness. I. It's one place. I. This, this might sound blasphemous. I don't think the food is very good at Waffle House. <laughs> But
2: I love it. Uh, it's it's uh, great. I think it's great when you're not sober. That's what I was exactly. about to say. If oh, you're, for sure. If you're eating it sober, you're eating it wrong. For right, sure. Right. We were at Waffle House last year for the Hall of Fame, and it's not really in Canton. It's kind of right outside. You have to drive a little bit of ways to get there. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was very hilarious, to say the least. Like you said, it was it was a cluster.
0: We, <laughs> me, me and my dad and my brother were driving. Uh, it was a, a longer drive on the East Coast a couple of years ago. And we were in a town in Maryland. It might be Easton. I, I believe it's Easton, Maryland. Okay. Uh, it's close to the Delaware border. Trust me, not a lot going on in Easton. And we go to the Waffle House. It's like 3 in the morning. It's only us, me, my dad, my brother. A couple other tables come in, and the... Waitress and chef, and by the way, if you've never been to Waffle House, they have to describe that it's very open. You, you, you're you basically sitting there. You see them cooking your food. You see them interacting with the, the, you know, the yeah. employees, interacting with each other. The waitress and chef start fighting. Apparently, they're dating. Oh, he was flirting yeah. with somebody that had been sitting at the counter. Nice. They fight. He leaves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <So> we're just <laughs> saying... So what, what? What about our order? Right. And the waitress said, so "I'll I'll try to make what I can. I, I'll I'll try to get through this." And she's crying. Oh no! It was.
2: Oh, that's a disaster! Everything. No, it, it's everything you want out of a Waffle House experience.
0: <laughs> what? What else would you want if you go to Waffle House?
2: It sounded like a scene from Love and Hip Hop. That's what it yes. sounded like, essentially. But, but the Maryland version. Uh, yes,
0: the <laughs> definitely the white trash version, whatever that is. The Kid Rock version of Love, Love and Hip Hop. The amount of times
1: I've seen a waitress have to yell at someone: "You can't bring a pit bull in here."
0: <laughs> what?
1: Just like that's be. You know those people that bring dogs everywhere? Well, apparently, like, in Missouri, everyone, it's, I'm going to bring my pit bull in the Waffle House, and the waitress goes, you can't bring your dog in here. So the guy walks it outside, ties it to his door handle on his truck, and goes in and starts ordering
0: food. Is it legal to bring a pit bull in a Waffle House? Sam and Ash next. (laughs) The players who have chosen to go to live and,
1: and to play there, I disagree with it. I think that
2: uh, what they've done is they've they've turned their back on what has allowed them to get to this position.
0: Call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234
4: or visit their website, samandashlaw.com. Sam and Ash,
2: because you deserve what's right. You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition. And it's time to welcome in Sam and Ash here on the Press Box on ESPN Las Vegas. Adam Hill, Jared Justice, I'm your boy Q. And Sam and Ash, welcome back to the show. It's been a while since we've got to talk. How are you guys guys doing? (laughs) Great, Q. Great to hear your voice. Yeah, how are you? It's good. I got to catch up. What I have to do is I have to jump on ESPN Las Vegas, the Press Box, every once in a while just so I can catch up with you and get all all my legal stuff together, right? So I got to do it at least (laughs) once or twice a year to catch up with you guys.
3: Absolutely, anytime. We're here.
2: Absolutely. Well, you guys do a fantastic job. We definitely appreciate you. And let's go ahead and start with what we just heard, talking about the live tour. And man, has this not been a a big to do ever since they uh, bursted on the scene? And now there's what lawsuits, anti-competitive behavior going on, investigations going on. I mean, what what legal ramifications are going on with the live uh, tournament right now, as far as you guys see it?
3: Well, before we get into that, I want to know your take. Do you? Like the concept of the live tour? Or are you for it or against it?
2: I like the fact that they're pushing the PGA tour. I like the fact that they're making competition for them and they're ma- they're forcing PGA as far as I'm concerned to change their style. But with that being said, don't like where the roots of the yep, money comes from, right? I mean, that's the that's the big issue. So don't like how they got there, but I love the fact that they're pushing the PGA to do things a little bit different where there's the money is a lot better for the current guys on the tour
3: i agree i like that you've already seen the pga change how they're planning to do things moving forward as a result of what lives doing so i agree i like that the money issue yes it's dirty but you can't forget all of the sponsors that are on every one of those jerseys or polos and hats somewhere deep down they are also probably getting saudi money and so right. So, and those are on the PGA tour and everyone's fine because mm-hmm. it's washed a few layers. So I uh, Rory McIlroy kind of addressed that. My thing is what Tiger, my, it's the best point as to why I don't like live. These guys are guaranteed money. They're getting paid up front. So they don't have the same type of pressure to go in and practice day in and day out. And you mentioned a, a, an important word competition that's what this antitrust issue is all about what happened is is the pga tour said anyone on our tour that goes and plays for live you're banned you're suspended you're out and that's what the federal government doesn't like when companies are anti-competitive and they have rules that deter the free market economy of what these independent contractors are trying to do and make a living as golfers and so that's what's going on and i think The PGA Tour is walking a tightrope here, but the one, I guess, point that I would say is the best argument for why they're not violating antitrust is these golfers can go anywhere else to golf also. Granted, there's some restrictions, you know, they have to get permission, but it's not the live tour is not the only alternative for these players.
2: Right, no, no doubt, and, and one you know someone told me before that what they felt like the PGA needed was these major tournaments to say uh, exactly what we're starting to hear that hey, you can't come play here just to basically band with them to, to make it put more per, you know pressure and more of a stranglehold on the live Tour
3: yeah i mean if the pga tour did get the major opens like we've got the british open coming up right now if mm. they all banded together and said no live tours out then that's going to be a huge problem in the federal government the doj is going to look into it and you know they're going to potentially say it's a violation i don't know if they will uh in this respect the federal government the supreme court they're pretty lenient with professional sports they like Pro sports, baseball has an exemption. So it would be interesting to see how far this goes. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either if the PGA Tour starts to reevaluate their current approach.
1: Would, would the players forming a union and going into negotiations with the PGA sort of circumvent this antitrust uh, investigation in the same way that like, no one's actually competing with the NFL
3: do you mean all of the players those on the pga tour and live
1: no i mean i just mean the pga tour like if you're going to be on the pga tour you have to be a member of the pga tour players association so that there's some sort of collective bargaining as far as with the pga
3: yeah that'd be interesting i i'm curious i don't know if any attempts or efforts have been already made and failed as to unionization of the players uh, similar to how it is in the NBA NHL NFL etc but remember the PGA is similar it's an individual sport you know this is all about one person versus a course and there's a bunch of other people in the field with them so I don't know if it would really benefit each individual and whether they would want to be group together we're talking about unions and team sports you know they're used to playing with others uh, professional golfers don't necessarily do that
2: Talking right now with Sam and Ash here on the Press Box on uh, ESPN Las Vegas. Jared Justice, your boy Q. How about the Henry Ruggs case, Ash? I mean, that, that's, uh, he was in court on Tuesday, and a, a Vegas judge ruled that uh, the blood alcohol tests are permitted as evidence in the case, which uh, as a layman, as a, as a guy who's not very smart when it comes to legalities, I thought that that was a no-brainer, but uh, you know, his lawyer tried to get that thrown out. What was the approach? What was the thinking in, in that uh, hearing that was ruled on yesterday?
4: Well, I, I I tell you, I don't think that this actually surprised anybody in, okay. in the legal community. I, so normally, an officer needs a warrant to take a blood sample, but um, but here the, the issue was that the when he was at the scene, right, he had he was visibly uh, in in, a, in an altered state, and there was reasonable suspicion to in fact take the sample. So the, what the lawyer is. Doing is th- the lawyers are doing everything right. Mm-hmm. Their job is to do everything possible to put Ruggs in a better legal situation, better standing, and potentially get him released from the most serious charges here. So, so they're they're going to take a crack at anything and everything they possibly can to uh, weaken the the prosecutor's case. So, at any rate, I mean, I'm I'm just not surprised by this. I think Q, your 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 read on this is uh is is very correct in fact
2: so what would be what's the next step as i as i kind of read up that uh his next court hearing is going to be in september what happens next
3: So the next thing is the preliminary hearing, and that's just basically a a mini trial that the prosecution puts forward in front of a judge and defense counsel and Henry Ruggs would be there, and they're determining whether or not there's sufficient evidence to basically bind the case over to a full jury trial. Mm. And it's a preliminary hearing. The right to it in a speedy manner is held by Henry Ruggs, and that's why we've seen it get kicked down the road further and further because his lawyers, as Sam said, are doing everything they can to weaken the prosecution's case. And the most critical thing would be is if they could get the blood sample and the blood test thrown out, meaning the prosecution couldn't put that before a judge or jury in trying to prove the DUI. And so that's what's next is the probable cause hearing. And those things are usually pretty uh, easy going for the prosecution and usually end up in a jury trial being set. And,
2: and and again, excuse my ignorance because I just I just don't know. That's why I asked the questions. Again, we're talking with Sam and Ash here on uh, ESPN Las Vegas. When it comes to the, the jury trial, I mean, everyone's seen the pictures. Everyone knows the ramifications, everything that happened. How do you find people that aren't already basically saying, hey, this dude's guilty?
3: Yeah, that's going to be interesting and very tough, and that's something that uh, Henry Ruggs' lawyers are probably looking at as to whether or not they want to try and change the venue. But realistically, this was national news, and so right. I don't know how you would really get away from it.
2: Right. That's that's what I'm looking at. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't care if you – you try it the on venue,
3: and, and, right? And you you try. Like,
2: you could try it in Africa, and people know about it, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere, right? I mean, that's just so that that's always been one of those things that I, I've never really kind of understood. Like, how do you find someone that's that's not impartial, but just kind of okay? Well, I'm willing to listen, and uh, I'll base my judgment after I hear everything. I feel like everyone bases their judgment off what they've seen, right? Yeah, so. but
3: you know, the the attorneys and the judge, they will question potential jurors very heavily on this issue, on whether or not they've seen the any news reports, whether they have any preconceived biases, et cetera. And it's not necessarily are you just a Raiders fan, right. but they also look to whether or not you as a juror, potential juror have anyone who's been impacted or injured in a motor vehicle accident or been mm. involved in a uh, driving under the influence case. And so these, these types of issues and nuance of bias by potential jurors they, they exist in almost every case and that's what the lawyers are doing and the judge are doing um, day in and day out to make sure that defendants do get a fair trial of jury of their peers that don't have any preconceived notions or predetermined uh, verdict in their mind
2: And that's why we have you guys uh, on, Sam and Ash, breaking it down, giving us all the details. And uh, let's go ahead and close out with the hard-hitting news and and what's probably most important to everybody uh, right now. And I say that kind of jokingly. We know that the All-Star break is coming up and the All-Star game is going to be coming up at Dodger Stadium. And the workers are threatening a strike. This is the wrong time for a strike. I mean, the hot dog's got to be oh, sold. Oh, I mean, the, This the, is the perfect time for a strike. Exactly. Well, it him. is, but I'm you saying for him. the consumer, the consumer's like, wait, hold up, man. I'm going to have a problem when I'm at the All-Star game. So give us the details on this. How, how do you see this shaking out, and, and how are these workers uh, going to put this together?
4: Well, the risk always is that the stadium brings in the supplemental help from the outside. Right? What's the term? Scabs. Scabs? Yeah. yeah, and they and they break the strike and the and it ends up hurting the workers, uh, ultimately, and they don't get their demands. met. now I, I don't think you can. That's tough to do in this economy, right? We have we have unemployment at record lows. Uh, so uh, my suspicion is that they're going to come to an agreement, you know, uh, uh, you know, right before the clock strikes midnight, so to speak. Sure. Uh, so I, I think this is going to get resolved. I think both sides are under under pressure, but it always it always tends to resolve in, 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 the, in the favor of the party that has more leverage. And to me, I think the concession workers walking out or threatening to walk out on the eve of, of an important event puts, puts the stadium in a bind, and ultimately, they are going to settle and give them, give them some cash.
2: But as Jared mentioned, and you, you did as well, Sam, this is the perfect time to do it. I mean, this is a massive event.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, if it, and, that's why, and this is exactly why it's happening. It's not happening in spite of it. It's happening because right. of it.
2: Right, exactly. No doubt about it. Well, fantastic stuff. Uh, we always appreciate having you guys on each and every week. And like I said, I know I don't get to talk to you each and every week, but it's fun when I do get to uh, hang out and catch up with you guys for a little while. So uh, let everyone know uh, how to get a hold of you. If they got anything going on, they just want to kind of put your information in their back pocket. Tell them what they need to do.
4: 702-820-1234 820-1234 that's the number call us anytime we have always somebody here at our office day and night uh and and ashley and i personally take calls on weekends i mean it's we, we are very reachable very accessible always go to our website too sam and
2: There it is. Well, hey, great catching up with you guys as always. We have to do this more than once a year. We definitely appreciate (laughs) you. You know, we'll we'll catch up soon, guys.
3: Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Good luck.
2: There they go. There they go, Sam and Ash. And yeah, Jared, you're gonna have to invite me on the show, show more than once a year because I promise you, every time you bring me on, they uh, they're, they're able to come on, and that's the only time I get to catch up with
1: them. I invite you on the show all the time. You I didn't... don't recall this.
2: I, now, see, I think you're throwing that out there. Now, I think you're trying to uh, discredit what I'm saying. I think you're. I think you're trying to plead to the guilty. No, I think you're trying to plead to the jury. Is that how you'd say it?
1: I. That's not how I'd say it. They <laughs> they left. They're on their way to Raider Nation Radio, our sister station, nine
2: twenty. Wait, hold on! I'm there every day. How come I can't? What's the deal here? Is—is this like the void cue hour? (laughs) I know the boss. I'm gonna start making appearances on every show. I know the boss.
1: All right. Well, coming up next, it's everyone's (laughs) favorite segment. Well, it's no one's favorite segment. It's Jared's dumb questions. Hopefully, we will get Adam back. All right, Jared, this is your segment. This is Jared's dumb questions. What? Jared's dumb questions. What? Jared's dumb questions.
2: We're doomed!
1: It's times like this I wish I were a religious man.
2: It's all over, people! We don't have a prayer! Ah.
1: I regret doing this every time I do it, but yet, for some reason, I keep
4: allowing it to happen. Let's see. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times! You stupid monkey! (laughs) You shut up. I love Justice. I think he does a great job.
1: Shout out to Stephen from Australia who made that
2: rejoin. Really?
1: Yeah. One of our listeners, uh, he sent me he was
2: like I made it Stephen a rejoin. from Australia sent that in, huh? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean I hopefully uh Hell, that's better than some of the guys in our building. Some. I mean, <laughs> Shots fired. I mean, I,
1: I doubt he'll take the pay cut
0: to come work here. I was, but... As I was listening to that, I said, "I said, wow, our production crew is getting much better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Our, you know you what? To... You know
1: what, guys? As a part of the production crew, we try our best.
2: I want you to take that audio, and I want it sent out to the whole production crew and say, this is more like it.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> Is that a Calm question? Calm down. No. All right.
0: Okay.
1: No. No. It's a this statement. is this is Jared's. <laughs> this is Jared's
0: dumb questions. So let so. me make sure before we even start this. You just you have random questions. Yeah. You're, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be called Jared's dumb questions. If you're asking a question, it's going to be dumb.
1: I know, but there's Bischoff's briefs. There's Candy's chonies. Like everything has kind of a oh Granny's grades. Jared's dumb questions.
0: It could just be Jared's questions because they're right. they're all going to be dumb. That's fair. Okay. All right. So you just ask, and then we just answer them.
2: Right. But how come you didn't go with the same theme as everyone else, like Bischoff briefs? That's that's the candy chonies. How come it can't be like Jared's (laughs) junk? (laughs) No. No, we don't want to talk about (laughs) Jared's junk on the radio. No, we do not. This is a family program, sir.
1: All right. So here is your first question. Um, Who is your favorite mediocre athlete?
2: Ooh, current I, or all-time? All-time. Okay. Oh, I like this question. I like this because every fan base has uh, a mediocre athlete that everyone kind of looks at as that best guy. Oh, man, this guy's great. You got to have him. And they were really weren't all that. I know I had a, uh, one of those guys. I know I was a fan of one of those oh, guys. Oh, I've had
0: a bunch. Uh, I mean, I'm sure people that are regular listeners who have been you know, listening to my nonsense for a long time, I'm not going <sighs> – I know who you're gonna say. If 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 you want me to say it's Tyrod Taylor, I know he don't. is my favorite athlete of all times. My favorite football player of all time. He's not mediocre. He's awesome. But this probably does it. Probably does fit.
2: Yeah, I have a guy. I have a guy that I I don't think was mediocre either. But I think that your average fan base will say, yeah, he was just okay. Uh, that's Eddie Jones. Remember when Eddie Jones played for the Lakers? Yeah, I thought he was a good player. I thought he sure. was a really, really good player, but he wasn't a superstar. But I, I was, a I was a fan of Eddie Jones.
0: I, I had, and I certainly had one growing up. I mean, I'm going to go maybe too obscure on this, but I'm sure you know, Q. But I don't know how many listeners do. I well, I moved around a lot as a child, a okay. lot. I'm, I lived almost everywhere, and at one point, we were living in the D.C. area. And Michael Adams was just draining threes (laughs) with that double clutch. Yes, yeah. That jumper, bring it down to the knees in the air, and then toss it up, making them all. Right. And I just got randomly obsessed with Michael Adams, so I guess that that might be mine, too.
2: I got one more, and uh, we'll bring it local as I close this thing out. How about J.R. Ryder? He's not mediocre. Wait, he wasn't a superstar. What are you doing? He wasn't a superstar.
0: Uh, He was a – he was – I guess more popular than his numbers would indicate. Right,
2: exactly. He was very popular. I, like I said, I was a big fan of his, but I can tell you that he wasn't one of those guys that, oh my gosh, J.R. Ryder's no longer on the team, the the, the team's going to come to a crumble. East Bay Funk? Yeah, I, hey man, look, I was a big J.R. Ryder fan before uh, he got to UNLV.
0: Strawberry milkshake story? Do you know it or no?
2: I've heard it. Okay,
0: I don't know. That that alone makes him a star. Jared, who did you think I was going to say? You said you knew who mine was. That I thought you were going Tay-
1: Tyrod Taylor. Okay, yeah, but yeah. he's not
0: mediocre. He's a, he's an <sighs> unbelievable player. All right.
1: The the next question, sort of uh, in a similar vein, what current athlete would you like to open a small business with? <laughs> oh man. Like if do, you had to open You got to open
2: a business with someone smart, man. You can't open a no business with nobody, no dummy.
1: If you're going to open like an artisanal muffin shop, who would you oh, pick? Oh boy.
2: Well, I wouldn't open a muffin shop to begin with.
0: Well, you go uh, What about the top of the muffin? Just cut off the stumps and <laughs> become the homeless and then sell the You're sell just the doing top?
1: a Seinfeld episode over there all by <laughs> that's yourself. All I that's ever the, do. that's what you're doing.
0: literally in my entire like, 24 hours a day is a Seinfeld episode. Uh I'm gonna go a different route than you because uh, there is, thing a smart guy for sure, a business savvy guy definitely. Don't you just go most marketable?
2: That's too yeah. And, and you
0: just put him on the commercials?
2: Yeah, that's good.
0: I mean, you, I, would, I would, I would, I want to pick LeBron, but he is so, somewhat polarizing.
2: I'm go, I'm going uh, I'm going beast mode. That's good. Going beast mode. I mean, look, and he's smart and he's marketable.
0: We talked about him earlier. Can we just can we do it with Baker Mayfield and then have him do the commercials? I
2: mean Ooh, Baker. <laughs> worked, really that, be,
1: that would be a very good muffin show.
0: No, I'll say this. Another name we mentioned earlier in the show, and I guess I'm just it's fresh in my mind. If you're going business savvy, and I don't know how many people know this about him, there may not be more, many more business savvy people in sports than in and Sue.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. That, that is true. A- no, he's very you're right. He's very, very business savvy. And that's, and if, if we're going to take it to that level, uh, I got to go with the guy who's the most business savvy of all. And that's Magic Johnson.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he yeah, he's had a lot of success, uh, but he's he's almost not even an athlete anymore. Right.
1: Yeah. I was going to say the, the 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 key phrase was current. <laughs> and you've thus far picked
0: two retirees. <laughs> no, the, the first one he said, we said retired or current.
1: No, that
2: was the first question.
0: Magic, yeah, magic is...
2: Beast mode, you said, is playing in the softball tournament on uh, the softball charity game on Monday. Great point.
0: Wow. (laughs) He came back over the top on you.
2: That's right. And and magic's lighting up the court somewhere.
0: Jared's dumb questions and answers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. But you did get me on that one. I was was wrong with that one.
1: So I've asked Adam this in the past, but I haven't asked Q it. What athlete do you think sneezes like a kitten?
2: Oh, that is a dumb question.
0: Who did I say last time? Was I? I think I. I think now I'm gonna go with Trent Brown. <laughs> it's always it's going to be big dudes, right? Because I I listen. I called myself out. This is me. A hundred. I have the meekest sneeze in the business. It's insane, and it's a it's big a build up. It's a big build up too, and then it's like ah, like I don't know why. It's it's always been the case, so, but I think other big dudes kind of similar. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I think Trent
2: Brown probably oh, does. Oh man, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Clay Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, ah, I'm gonna go with Clay Thompson because I think he's so cool that he's like, I don't really want to disturb anyone with this sneeze, so I'm gonna find a way to make it just chill. Because he's just so chill and laid back, so I can see Clay just. <gasps> chill. Is a big sneeze like
0: an aggressive act? It could be. I kind of think it is. Yeah, I, I
2: could you definitely can, see that.
0: You can't fully control it, but I think you can control it enough that if you're just out in public and you're just doing
2: the, like, yeah, All right. Bro. Oh, no, some yeah, people are just trying to grab attention. Yeah. I think the best sneeze ever uh, was at the draft when Quentin Williams was uh, selected and he sneezed and blessed himself at the same time. <laughs> Solid. It wasn't a cat-like sneeze, though? No, no. Well, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a big, loud sneeze, but he just, "Hachu, bless you, thank you. You know, like he did all Solid. that. Yeah. It's good. I, gotta, I, do have a, uh, I do have a response from uh, Afro Marv on Twitter. He hit us up at ESPN Las Vegas, at Adam Hill, LVRJ, and at your boy Q254. And his, he said his mediocre athlete is Kyle Kuzma.
1: A good one that is a really good one that is that is that is an excellent choice uh all right that is uh that's pretty much all the dumb questions i have for you guys unless you guys really want me to go stupid oh, have more yeah I mean, I that's, mean, right. it's called jared's it's, dumb yeah, questions it's, it's your options. it's not
2: like we're yeah we can't well, control I mean, your we're questions. supposed
1: to be going to break soon but all right <laughs> uh, hey I'll,
2: that's I'll, I'll do i'll do one more all right we do, we, we do what we want here yeah that's all right, right. So
0: Jared's face. dumb clock management, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Facts. I'm...
2: facts, big facts. Um,
1: so if you had to get uh, a tattoo at the age of thirty-nine,
2: <laughs> oh, I want to do that. I mean, well, I might have done that. I'm forty-five now.
1: Yeah, and you and I mean, you and I are both people that have tattoos. But if you had, I'm um, I don't know, Adam. Do you are you a tattoo guy? Are you? Uh... I vote. I've wanted to be.
0: Okay. I'm definitely afraid of needles. <laughs>
2: big old kid he said he was three he said he was three I did. I did. the show comes full circle i did
1: do you think that you could come up with a better design than what aaron rogers come on
2: yes absolutely hey you know what that as a tattoo connoisseur man his tattoo is fantastic no it's not, good it's not good. for me i wouldn't want it because every tattoo i have and i have over 25 tattoos they all have a meaning behind them and obviously his does too I just don't know what his meaning is. So I couldn't get it for myself. But I think that that is fantastic work that he got. Oh,
0: it's incredible work. It's art.
2: Right. Yeah. But it's yes. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's-, that's
0: that's the bottom line.
2: I mean yeah. I, yeah. I'm with that. Uh, yeah. So but I can come up with a good one for myself. Sure.
0: I mean, the one. Well, first, do we. Are we telling somebody how to design it or you're saying we have to draw this? You have to draw it. Oh, then oh no! Well,
2: no, no. That's why you go to. That's why you go to a, an artist. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't draw that. He went to an artist and had the artist put it together. And that's why uh, a cheap tattoo is not a good tattoo, and a good tattoo is not a cheap tattoo.
0: You, I mean, you want? So you're saying you want my tattoo to be a stick figure with those giant like hamburger helper hands and just a big circle that's not even a circle head? Adam's. That's, that's my drawing.
2: Adam's tattoo is going to be a big old bowl of ice cream <laughs> with a small spoon. No. Just to turn the
0: photo of Jerry West into, into,
2: into oh
0: my God. a, into wait, a wait. tattoo. Would you,
1: Adam, be willing to, I mean, you already said you're afraid of needles, but if the station paid for the tattoo, would you be willing to get a tattoo live on air? Of what? I would. Of Jerry West eating oh, no. ice
0: cream. Oh, no. Take it back. How big does it have to be? <laughs> oh, wow.
1: man. We're negotiating. All right, Q, get uh, get sales on this. I'm a company oh, man. sure.
0: Yeah, I'm a company, a company man. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they'll go for that. We're going to have somebody get a tattoo of Jerry West eating ice cream on their arm. It'll be perfect. What about on the neck? Neck tat of Jerry <laughs> West eating ice cream.
1: Just, you do the jump. You do the uh, the logo of no. Jerry West, with, but he's got a little spoon. Ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I, what that's you fine. do.
2: You get the you get the logo of Jerry West with some ice cream, and then sponsored by and whoever is the one who sponsors it. So like Ray or Eric can get on it in sales and just get it sponsored. And maybe hell, maybe Salmon Ash want to sponsor it. It'll be Salmon Ash Law on their neck. Why not? <laughs> I
0: feel like this. This probably shouldn't happen
2: I, I agree <laughs> 100 percent right.
0: I shouldn't make any decisions before 10 a.m that's my that's my ultimate answer. there it is All right we have two tickets to dude perfect dude let's go wait what, why are you pointing at me because you're leading. You-, you want me to... Oh- yeah, do the giveaway. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, trying to make a scal- you- I am you us... You started doing it. I, I know. You I, thought you had- I
2: thought you were all the way in. Dude,
0: perfect. The, that's Happy Tour. Saturday night, Thank MGM you- Grand Garden. You can buy tickets at AXS.com or win them right now by being caller... 11? 11. 364 Dude, perfect. That's Happy Tour. Saturday night, MGM Grand Garden. AXS.com.
2: Obviously, as a two-time Open winner, Greg Norman wasn't invited to all that is going on at the moment. I just wonder what your reaction to that decision was, Tiger? Well, the RNA and obviously had their uh, opinions and their rulings and their decision. Greg has has done some things that I, I don't think that's in the best interest of in our game. And we're coming back to probably the most historic and traditional place in our sport. I, I believe it was the right thing.
4: You're locked in the press box.
0: no we were talking about summer music didn't you say you didn't want music that's too on the nose no no i think i said literally i want it on the nose well that's i mean that's the ultimate example i'm, I'm not complaining i enjoy the song but it's a little too on the nose we have a we have a little over a minute left in the show <laughs> That's fine uh levion bell he's fighting is this gonna be fun
2: no Okay. No, this is going to be as fun as Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones that I bought the fight, and I oh, did buy that fight.
1: That's that's a you. That was that a you thing. Yeah, no,
2: that, that was yeah, that was a that was yes. Because I I fell victim to hey, it's Mike Tyson. I want to see what he's going to do. It was awful. It was such a waste of money.
0: That sounds about right. Uh, Adrian Peterson, Lev Bell. Who wins, by the way? Do we know?
2: Uh, I, everyone says Bell's a really good fighter, but. Adrian Peterson, from Palestine, Texas, man. Beast. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's yoked man. Right. He's
0: strong for sure, but boxing is a different animal. It and I is. have seen, I have seen training footage of Lev Bell. Not just now. I mean, in, in the past, he looks like he moves well. Yeah. I think I think I'll take Lev Bell in that one.
2: I'm going with Adrian Peterson. I'm going with a uh, AD all day. I know who loses the viewers. (laughs) Facts. Big facts right there. Big time facts. (laughs)
0: Jared redeems himself from his dumb questions, (laughs) stupid questions, whatever it's called. Janky questions I think we came up with. That'll do it for us. Great job, IQ. Of course, myself, Adam Hill, Jared, uh, for all the wonderful guests that we have. Are we going to do this again tomorrow? I mean, we weren't going to, but I guess why not? We did so well. Let's just run it back.
3: Let's run it back, brother. See
0: you guys in like 21 hours.